It's, I call it the, the librarian parlay. And they're like, what does that mean? And he's like, well, it's uh, love to read. I think Jordan Love and Jaden Reed are going to have two tough jobs. You know what's crazy? In one of my fantasy leagues, um, I had Justin Herbert. He got hurt. I had Sam Howell. He got benched. And I had Russell Wilson, who got benched. So, like, in one week, my, my like, quarterback room went from, like, great to horrible. And I've seen memes before that the ring doesn't understand transitive properties. So, the whole time, they could have just flown on, like, one of those birds and then just flown to Mordor and, like, dropped it in. Yeah, that's that's been a huge, huge topic of debate. It's probably since the book... I'm sure it was harder in the book because you didn't see the eagles like all the time. You saw them the same amount, but like you didn't visualize them probably as impressive of a vehicle of transport they were because they really could have done that and they, they would have skipped so many opportunities. to Like Gandalf wouldn't have died. He wouldn't have gotten killed by the Balrog. It would have just flown over the mountains. He was meant know? to get killed by the Balrog. But also maybe – if they know about the ring th- that the ring existed, they would have used their little claw feet to try to, dist- uh, like, uh, take it. You know, what if one of those giant eagles got the ring of power? It wouldn't fit. Wouldn't wouldn't fit. But even just the beginning of the little claw, you know, maybe it grows to whoever's trying to wear it. I don't know. Actually, we only ever saw a Hobbit put it on. This is true, actually. Like, why, why would the same? Why would the same ring fit? Aragorn's like great grandfather that would fit Bilbo and and Frodo. I don't know. And the bird, the eagles do. They are like sentient. They're not like birds. They are like a race of like people almost. Aracokra. Aracokra. They are Aracokras. Yeah. Well, hey. One thing's for sure. The One Ring. Frodo didn't have the One Ring by the end of the story. You know who else won't have the one ring by the end of this NFL season? The New England Patriots, because they're not going to win anything. And as it's going right now, they're probably, if they keep winning, going to play themselves out of a top, top draft pick. That That's a real possibility. We could drop, I think, as low as nine. If we went out, I think we would go to ninth overall, which would just be such a kick in the dick if that – if we had to endure what we endured for like the middle chunk of the season, and at the end we're like, ah, never mind. We know how to play again. football again. Remember that? No, football. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some reports that Belichick doesn't really know what his the future of his job will look like. So you think he maybe he's just like he doesn't give a shit anymore, and he just wants to win out. You know, we we've been we've been anti tank the whole season. The last couple of weeks, we definitely have been like, "All right, we suck enough, you know. Let's just we let, let's just lose a couple more, just because it'd be fun to get a top draft pick." But obviously, we've seems like we've won ourselves out of that. We're up to the fourth pick right now instead of the second, um, which is kind of crazy because there was a minute at dinner. Um, I was I was at dinner on on Christmas Eve and I was watching the games and. Um, the Carolina Panthers had an opportunity to beat the Packers. It was 30-30. Yes. Packers won with a field goal with 20 seconds left. And I was just thinking, like, oh, if the Panthers win that game and we're going to lose to the Broncos tonight, number one pick bound, 
but you know, as soon as I said that, that's when the reality shifted and it was never going to happen. So I probably should. Oh, so it's your fault. Probably. Or it's yeah. Chad Ryland's fault who decides to just come clutch out of nowhere for the first yeah, time. How, ever. how unlikely of a story it is. That that kick, the extra point that hit the upright, that was the funniest thing I've seen in a football game in so long. It was so comically loud and like impossibly sounding like a bomb. It literally sounded – my mom was in the kitchen when it happened. <laughs> and she heard the bang, and, and she just goes, what the hell was that? <laughs> it was so loud. Um, but did if you drop I, something? Did you, did you drop something? Um, if I were to bet that Chad Ryland were to hit – what was it? Was it a 56-yard field goal? I think it was a 56-yard. like that. It was in the 50s, the yeah. I feel like that's his first 50-plus yard. It, it might not be, but it feels no, like it. No, it is. It, I think it was. I think he was like 0 for 3 before then. Um, it the odds I would have given were like impossibly low, and he drilled it. It it could not have been any more down the pipe. Yeah, it's insane. But you know what, Denver Bronco cream school jerseys. I'm a fan. They were very very cool jerseys. Um, cool orange color, a little bit like Clemson's. Um, jerseys, but uh, you know it's unfortunate for. Uh, Russell Wilson's last game as a as a Bronco, perhaps uh, being being really some really cool uniforms, you know. Yeah, that I I was a little surprised to hear that Russ wasn't wasn't the chef anymore. He's not really cooking back there, just because he's had like not a terrible season, and I don't think he played particularly bad against us either. I just I I suppose they just feel like the Stidman. Gives him a better chance to win. Shout out, Jarrett. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if it's that, though. I think it's just, you know, a, a, a personality and a culture thing, and someone's got to be the fall guy. Like, last year, it was for sure Nathaniel Hackett. He was the fall guy. You bring in Sean Payton, and you're not really having a ton of success. So, like, it seems like Sean Payton was like, I don't really like this guy. He's going to be the fall guy. And – they're in an interesting spot with their um, with Russell Wilson's contract. The guy that they traded multiple first round picks and players for. Um, they are in an interesting position where if he doesn't get hurt and he can pass a physical in March, then that means that they don't have to pay him a guaranteed thirty four million dollars next year. So I think they're going to try to cut him. In, in March, just so that, like they they will kind of fix their cap issue that they created with him because he's getting paid thirty five million a year to do absolutely nothing for them. Well, he, he was doing more this year, and I, I honestly really wanted them to make the playoffs, but doesn't look like that's going to happen anymore. Um, they've lost too many games they probably should have won over the past couple weeks, us included. Um, but there's, there's, it, that team's just been dysfunctional for the for the last couple of years. I, I think that the NFL is particularly difficult because if you want to get your team good really quick, you really got to do it the natural way by signing people and um, hitting on draft picks, especially in the later rounds, right? But you know, when you when you just like take a shot, you know, you trade a bunch of a bunch of your assets for 
um, one guy and give that guy a fat contract and it just doesn't work out. You're just putting all your chips on the table for this one guy. And at the time, it made sense. You know, he was at the top of his game. Um, he wanted out. You know, it made sense for the Broncos. And I remember everyone thinking like, wow, that's all they gave up. That's a steal. But in hindsight, yeah. like, it it was actually such an insane trade. Yeah. I remember, too, thinking like, wow, Seattle got scammed. Like, they, they lost this trade big time. Because if you projected the Russell Wilson that was in Seattle to that Broncos roster that was already pretty good. They went out. I remember they got Randy Gregory, too, who was coming off a career year in Denver, who they also cut because he didn't do anything. Uh, everybody was thinking that the AFC West was going to be such a, a gauntlet, you know, going through there. Uh, and it didn't end up being that way because the Broncos still sucked. The Raiders still were not very good. Uh, the Chargers, like you said, are frauds. Yeah. And – you like, know, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like a get-rich-quick scheme that people try and yeah. it just never works. Um, and the Broncos, like, I think we forget uh, because they won that Super Bowl uh, with Peyton Manning, but they have had just an awful, awful history of quarterbacks um, oh, yeah. since, since Peyton Manning. Uh, so – Let's see. Where? Tim Tebow, Brock Osweiler. Um, yeah, okay. So so they had Russell Wilson these past two years, right? Uh, before that, they, they traded for Teddy Bridgewater, if you remember, and they had Drew Locke. Uh, Drew Locke was a the starter. They had Joe Flacco, Case Keenum. I'm going by just by year now. So Russ, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, Flacco, Case Keenum, Trevor Simeon, and Peyton Manning. So from 2015 to 2023, they've had one, two, three, four, five, six different people that they've thought were going to be the guy. And that's not to mention that, like, in those seasons, like, for example, the 2020 season with Drew Locke, Drew Locke, Jeff Driscoll, Brett Ripien, and even, like, Philip Lindsay, I guess, played quarterback for a little bit. Philip Lindsay? What? How? He probably has, like, one passing stat or yeah, something. Yeah. But, like, they drafted Paxton Lynch. They traded a shit ton for uh, – oh, wait, no. The Texans traded for Brock Osweiler, and he didn't do anything. I don't think they yeah. traded for him. I think they signed him to an insane contract in free agency, and he just didn't do nothing. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's like, another thing, too, right? Because during that stretch, it's a six-year period where, um, like, from the, the retirement of, of Peyton Manning to – them trading for Russell Wilson. They were just rebuilding that entire time. They have a bunch of bridge quarterbacks from year to year, and then they get an opportunity where they're like, okay, our Super Bowl window is here. We just need that. We just need one more role. They trade the house for him, and it just doesn't work. It falls apart. That's you know, why it's going to be interesting to see how the Jets trade works out in the long run because, I mean, so far Aaron Rodgers hasn't played. They didn't trade as much as Seattle, to be fair, um, but – Still a first-round pick for an aging quarterback. I mean, we'll see what – and and next year, Rodgers could be bad, or maybe he he might – that could be his last season too. So then it's like, okay, like who's the quarterback then? I, I don't know. Do you want to have a guess um, who the last Broncos quarterback was to start for more than five seasons on that team? 
Uh, was it John Elway? It's John Elway. Wow. That was back they, in the 90s, right? 2000s? They, John, uh, John Elway was drafted in the 1983 draft, it looked like was his first year, uh, which was like a, such a sick quarterback class. They had uh, Jim Kelly and Dan Marino as well. That's like one of the best draft classes ever. And he retired in 97. So since 1997 – and it's 2023. They've been looking for their franchise quarterback, which is a very bleak picture to paint for a franchise that just had a Hall of Fame quarterback who played for a really long time and is now searching for the next guy, knowing that the Broncos have been searching for almost three decades is terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and some teams have never even found their guy too. Like, uh, who who would you say the the Carolina Panthers guy has ever been? Have they ever had like a successful quarterback for three years? You know, I mean, Jake Delhomme. Jake Delhomme brought them to a Super Bowl. Cam Newton won the MVP. He just he yeah, just, that's, that's it, not a, that's probably wasn't the best uh, injuries took him out. Um, I would say like worst quarterback team. Worst quarterback, um, you probably have to give it to the Browns. I feel like they have that. Remember that that picture of that fan that has like a. Um, I feel like he's got like a Johnny Manziel jersey, and then he just has like lines of tape on the back of it to just in, like signify all the other quarterbacks that yeah. have come through, and there's like twenty of them. I mean, the Falcons—they have a really poor quarterback history. Um, Besides Matt Ryan, MVP. I suppose, um, yeah, that's true. Mike Vick was pretty good that, like, with the one guy, but I mean, Packers have had pretty good quarterbacks. Oh, they have like maybe the best quarterback. They've gone like they went back to back with first battle Hall of Famers. Uh, Bart Starr in like early years was unreal. They Jordan Loves really next. Maybe, maybe um, Green Bay might just be like the breeding ground for good quarterbacks. But I mean, we'll see what Jordan loved. But he didn't have a horrible year, but he didn't have a great year. So I, uh, I think he I was saw, doing what everyone kind of expected him to do this year. It was uh, some somebody. I think it was either Barstool or like the Pat McAfee show. They made they had like lock parlays or something. I think it was Barstool, and it's like based on teams, and they name it something funny. And I remember it was in the beginning of the season, and he was like, "I don't, I don't really have any good ones. All my ideas are kind of stupid this week, but like I have one that's pretty good. I call it the the librarian parlay." And they're like, "What does that mean?" And he's like, "Well, it's uh, love to read. I think Jordan Love and Jaden Reed are going to have two touchdowns." (laughs) 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 Jaden Reed's pretty good. I think the Packers. I've like sneakily developed a lot this season with like Jordan Love, Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs. They're all pretty good. Christian Watson is good. They have like yeah. pretty solid depth offensively. I mean, only if, they're, not bad. only if their superstar cornerback wasn't actively getting CTE um, <laughs> as the season's going on. Because what he did, what he did last weekend wasn't that crazy. Did you hear about that? Where he um, year? Yeah, yeah, Jair exactly because Jair Alexander got suspended going into next week because he 
went out for the the coin toss. I don't know if it was the beginning of the game or for overtime or something, but he went out. For, I think it was for overtime too. It was even worse. So he went out for the coin toss, joined the captains, even though he wasn't like a captain. And he basically went out there and he's like, we want to bring the defense out on the field. And they were just like, no, we definitely want, we want the offense. Stop like, shut up. Like, yeah. And then um, like the reporters were talking to him after the game and they were like, you know, like, why'd you do that? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like some of my boys had my back, you know, like it's my hometown. I grew up here. So, you know, like, so Dude, he just ran out of the field and like, uh, what's, what's the Matt LaFleur? That's the coach. He was like mm. pissed off at the press conference about it and they suspended him for next week. So yeah, that's crazy. Why would you do that? That's so yeah. stupid. Yeah, it is really stupid. I don't, I don't. I was looking at like the comment section of that post I saw too. It was so funny. Some of them were just like uh one guy was just like CTE is CTE and and then another guy was like he just made a mistake. Why don't people understand? And I'm thinking like that's a pretty that's a that's a pretty big mistake. Yeah, you know, dude. I, so I think it's to make I think it's funny when like to an extent if you have like a corner who's a superstar act like he's just like the shit, you know. I think that's a very stereotypical, like star cornerback thing to do. I think it's like a wide receiver thing, like that diva, you know. It's it's both. It's definitely yeah. both. But I I honestly think that like cornerback is more so that like you, you just you're so like flamboyant and flashy and like clout chasing, you know. And I think it's you can do it right to a degree. Like I think. Um, Jalen Ramsey does it to like an exceptional amount or a degree where he's like, yeah, I'm good. Like I'm going to talk shit, but I'm going to like hit hard and I'm going to like, I'm going to celebrate a little bit. If like people test me and, and lose, but Jair just he, the way he talks is so annoying. Like he, he flexes, <laughs> he flexes like a middle schooler. Like it's not cool or like clever or like, makes you think like damn this guy i want him on my team like i re- i remember watching the he uh, just NFL like says shit that just doesn't make any sense in in yeah and he's like he, he's like a weird like 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 a, yeah. he's a baby about like some things too because i You're remember like, oh you got jettas this week what's gonna happen he'll just be like i you know i'm i'm pop get the popcorn red in it just like doesn't make it's incoherent i have yeah uh but like in the top 100 they show uh, like clips of different players. And I remember they were showing one of – it was of like a top receiver, maybe like Devontae Adams uh, or like Diggs, somebody, I don't know. And they were, they were showing him against Jair Alexander like winning just to say like, oh, this guy's awesome. Like he's clearly one of the best receivers of the league because like look what he can do against Jair Alexander. And then they asked Jair, they're like, so like how tough is it going against like Diggs? Like he must, he must give you like a challenge. And he was like – He's like, man, nobody, man, nobody can step to me. Like, you know, I'm the best. And he's like, well, what happened? They were like, they were like getting fed up. They're like, well, what about like right here when he like toasted you? And he was like, well, I slipped. Like, obviously, like that wouldn't happen if I didn't slip. And they're like, okay, dude, like, sure. Yeah, you're perfect every single step of the way. You never make a mistake. Yeah, I would, I would hate him on my team. On the field, the coin toss, you know. That like, I feel like our superstar corners that we've had, because we've had a a good, good slew of just like unbelievable guys. Yeah. They I've always been like, like stand up guys, you know? Yeah. Like Revis, 
locked down, never really talked shit, was just like a quiet captain, leader guy, great patriot. Gilmore, Gilmore probably said eight words the whole time. <laughs> Honestly, you never heard his voice. Yeah. JC Jackson was, I mean, I people get on him now, but I, I just think that's because he sucked in Los Angeles. I don't think he ever like said anything that like pissed people off. JC was yeah. great. Ty Law. Ty Law, yeah. Ty Law was a dog. And then you know you have the McCordys in terms of secondary. Like we've had we've had good good guys. You know, we, we have like crazy one of the best secondaries of all time, I think. Who, who's one of the craziest who's like the craziest person the Patriots have read? Like the like a close to Jair Alexander equivalent. Um, I guess it would be AB, maybe, but you can't even say it's AB because he wasn't here long enough. He's <laughs> here for one game. I mean, we had uh, Ocho Cinco. We had Chad Ocho Cinco for a little bit. Um, was he like crazy, though, or was he just like weird and funny? Like, he would just eat McDonald's religiously. Well, that was like in when he was in the NFL, he was like pretty flamboyant. Like, he had all those crazy celebrations. One of the celebrations was he put on a Hall of Fame jacket on the sideline. It was like strutting down the sideline. That's kind of um, he, he he just had like really over the top celebrations, and he was like uh, expressive in the media. Like Terrell Owens was a different guy. He was he was like a diva. Like yeah. people would be like, "Oh my god, Terrell Owens!" Because he had that. I don't know if you know about this, but there's one off season where he like wasn't reporting to training camp or something, and uh, he was like, I'm not going to interview with any of the media. And so, like, the media was just, like, always by his house. And then he's like he, – he brought out, like, a bench press into his driveway, and he was, like, working out in his driveway, like, around <laughs> all the media. He's like, I'm not – I don't want to talk to you guys. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> driveway. That's funny. That's, like, the original – that's, like, that's like trolling. It is, it is trolling. But then he, like, he was just, like – he's like, I'm not talking to you guys. And he's like, well, what about, like, the Cowboys? Are you going to the Cowboys? He's like, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You ever seen that clip of uh, Belichick and Chad Ochocinco? And Belichick's like, we're doubling you today. And he's like, come on, coach. You know, don't do that. <laughs> like, this, he, was like, yeah. he was like a jokester. You know, like yeah. some other guys, like, I don't know. It's it, Yeah. Ooh, Aaron Hernandez? That's probably the the best one, honestly. He's probably the worst person out of all. Certainly we're we're out here thinking of like of distraction. The players, yeah, distractions. This dude probably was the worst. You just forgot. I remember uh, casually got arrested. There's this clip or this like quote from a guy I think on the Titans, and he was like, "Yeah, I was playing the Patriots one time, and I like." I kind of pushed Hernandez out of bounds after the play, and he like got up in my face. He was like, "I'll, I'll kill you." And he's like, "Yeah, all right." And he's like, "I didn't know." <laughs> it's like I, had no idea. I didn't know he um, was serious. You know, I was, was um, probably after he actually did it too, because he did it pretty early in his career. The the Odin yeah, Lloyd, that's so crazy. I guess right. like Gronk, Gronk was like larger than life, but he wasn't like not in like a bad way. Yeah, Gronk just kind of had his brand. His Gronk's brand is just like the super talented, athletic, like lunky, like dumb guy. Like he just like plays that persona, um, to a teeth, and you know it, it's it's worked quite well for him. I think he's just a fun guy. that likes acting like that, but like that is his brand, like for sure. That's what he does. Did you say to a teeth? To a to a 
to a T? What is it? What's the saying? To a T? Just, just a T. I, although to a T is funny. It kind of sounds like to a... What if that I, was to his like, younger brother? Because it's like, I don't know, you... When you, when you clean your teeth and you know it's it, I, don't, I don't know what to say. See, I, mean, I don't know why it tea, you know? I don't I think to, it might be like a a I don't know if it's like a golf tea or a letter T to a T to a T meaning. So it means you can use to a T or to a T to mean perfectly or exactly right, for example, but why? Um because golf is perfect. Uh, whenever uh, you're golfing, everything's perfect. So to a T setting yourself up for success. See, now it doesn't sound real to a T. The origins are uncertain, but it has been observed in print since at least 1693. It is possibly related. Uh, the possibly related phrase to a title found in a 1607 play, The Woman Hater by Francis Beaumont. Uh, I'll quote him to a title. The T in the phrase to a T is likely the first letter of a word with title being the most likely source. Other theories with little evidence point to golf tees for their small size. This may have at least influenced the alternative form to a T. Some speculate their relationship with T square, meaning device introduced around the turn of the century. So no, I mean, yeah, it is T like the letter. It could mean golf tee. It could mean to a title. It could mean to a tongue of Iloa. But it, Sounds like that one. That's a homophone for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Who knows? I don't know. Tua might not know. Yeah, Tua might not know. But what we do know is after this week, the Patriots will have the fourth pick. Um, they will be or in, in front of them, behind them, either way. Um, Carolina still got number one technically to Chicago. Um, Arizona have not has not won a game since Kyler's been back. That's been pretty unfortunate to see. I thought that they would get on a some sort of a streak, but you know, mm-hmm. they maybe they're taking maybe you think you think like the general managers and coaches have like walked up to Kyler and like Kyler, just so you know, we don't like this new coach. He's gonna be the fall guy next year. Just play really shitty. You're gonna have Marvin Harrison. Okay, Marvin Harrison. And I don't know. I feel like I feel like Kyler just isn't that good as much call of duty as you want i think he's pretty good he's just he's gotten hurt you know i don't know what is kind of crazy though is is uh when he was drafted cliff kingsbury like had josh rosen at the time and he was like i would do any and they had just drafted josh rosen and he was like i would do anything to get um kyler murray and then they ended up like hating each other after a couple of years i think He's a good player, but he's a huge diva um, to the point where he's kind of, like, toxic to his own team, which mm. I don't think he'll ever be, like, super successful because of that. Because how, how how much of a leader can you actually be to lead a group of 53 people when you're a super toxic person? Um, so I think he's a good player, probably a bad teammate. Um, I mean, you guys coach fired who vouched for him and wanted him more than anyone, so – what does that say about him? But him and Marvin Harrison would be pretty pretty cool uh, duo, perhaps. And uh, Washington's going to end up with a third pick. Um, maybe they'll replace Sam Howell. I was I was a big Sam Howell guy earlier in the season, but he just got benched. You know what's crazy? In one of my fantasy leagues, um, I had Justin Herbert. He got hurt. I had Sam Howell. 
he got benched. And I had Russell Wilson who got benched. So like, in one week, my my like quarterback room went from like great to horrible and <laughs> great to non-existent. I would argue, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not, like just gone. It's just like, yeah. But yeah, hey, I mean, if Washington's get that third spot too, you got to think that they might be considering a quarterback, especially with these guys um, on the board. You know. If I'm a Washington yeah. fan, you know, you already got a good – you got good offensive pieces. You've just been trying to find that quarterback for a while. Sam Howell is, is not bad, but he's a turnover machine. So get someone who's not going to turn the ball over. Get some controversy in that room. Yeah, I I agree, actually, on that take. Like, if you're a team that had success with Sam Howell at the helm, at least, like, mildly, you know, you had success. You can only have so much success if you're projected to pick third. Um, yeah, but they've lost six games straight. They beat us, and they're like, okay, we're done. We're done winning. We beat the Patriots. <laughs> this is our Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, that's when like Sam, the Sam Howell craze was at its peak, right? Because at that point, they were four and six, which like isn't a bad record. You can, at that like, point in the season, though, you can still make your own destiny. Yeah. And obviously, they have decided what they want to do. But they have a lot of problems, and defensively, and I think general manager is, is probably one of them to start. Like, how are you going to get rid of two of your best defensive players in, in an offseason? Not an offseason, during midseason, mm-hmm. like prior to the trade deadline. Like, they, they they honestly, like, wanted to tank. They got rid of Chase Young. They got rid of Montez Sweat. Yeah. It, it, like, what are you doing? Montez yeah, they, Sweat is leading like two teams in sacks right now. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> he wait, where is he? The Eagles right now? Yeah, I think he's leading the Eagles. He got like six, and he's leading the Commanders still. Uh, did he go to the Eagles? Because I know Josh Sweat is on the Eagles. Let me hold on. Oh, maybe I don't know if they're related players. Montez Sweat. He Montez. is. No, he went to the Bears. Oh, okay. He's leading the Bears. That makes much more yeah. sense than Josh. Josh Sweat is on the Eagles. Okay. Um, but shout out. Speaking of sacks and um, leading the team in sacks now, let me just make sure. Uh, I believe. Yep, we have a new team leader in sacks on the Patriots because he had a monster game last week. Now. So firmly ahead of Matthew Judon, which was crazy. He was still our leader for a while. <laughs> he played Christian, four games. Christian Barmore. Christian Barmore has do you know do you guess how many sacks he has? I don't do you know? He had three sacks last week. He had three last week. How many for the season do you think he has? Ah, for defensive like tackle. It's probably five. Eight and a half. He's eight and a half sacks. Dude, eight how many sacks, sacks did Judon get in the first four games? Holy shnikes. Four. Okay. Yeah. yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. So Barmore is breaking out this season, which is great to see. Especially um, without Judon, too. Just him showing that he's still a dominant player. Yeah, dude. I mean, just thinking about – it's like we're going to have the draft. We're going to bring in all those players who one of them hopefully – I mean, all of them are going to be pretty high position for the, for the round that they're in. And uh, we're going to have the premium players from the draft coming in. And it's almost like we're going to have our top player from last draft also coming in. And our best player is coming back. So 
hopefully next year we're just going to inject this team with so much juice that coming into the season, I really think the Patriots have the potential to go from like one of the worst teams in the league this year to a, a playoff team next year. I really do. I don't want to get fooled again, but yeah, I, I agree. I think the draft is going to be huge. And if we can, I mean, at four with the teams ahead of us, um, any one of them could take a quarterback. Yeah. They could take Caleb Williams, Drake Bay, and Jaden Daniels. Um, I don't know if they'll all go super quick. I don't think I don't uh, I don't think the Cardinals would look to replace Kyler. I hope not. I you I would think that they would get Marvin Harrison. It makes sense. Yeah. Um it also makes sense for the Bears to do that too. That would be a really cool thing for the Bears to do. Yeah, I actually I don't know if you heard this. This is what I was gonna say earlier before before we started recording, but there was an interview with DJ Moore and they were talking about uh, like if Justin Fields did enough to like supplant himself as a starter for next year. And he was like, yeah, I don't know why you guys keep saying that we need a quarterback. Like we don't need a quarterback. I don't think we should take a quarterback. The locker room doesn't think we should take a quarterback. Like we, we rock with Justin Fields. We think he's our quarterback for the future and like the leader of this team. So at least the feeling in the locker room from DJ Moore and likely others' perspective is that this is Justin Fields' team. They don't want to go in a different direction, which would be great for us because Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to go before the fourth pick, certainly. I fully believe that. Um, If he goes to a team that we think might take a quarterback like Chicago, that's great because that means – I. Fully don't believe Arizona is going to take a quarterback. And if Caleb Williams or Drake May goes one pick before us, that's okay. We'll take the other one. You know, I and what you said actually is a really good transition to my fun fact of the day. Andrew, did you know that two picks in the first round have resulted in the most Hall of Famers of all time? Do you have any idea what those picks are? What pick number? Three and seven. Close. So pick number one has seven Hall of Famers. You have Earl Campbell, John Elway, Steve Young, which was – this one's kind of cheating because Steve Young was a supplemental draft, but they're they're counting it. Bruce Smith, all-time leader. What do you mean supplemental draft? What? Supplemental draft are like people with like special circumstances. So I believe that Steve Young played in the the USFL – for like one year and they're like they like dissolved so he became like eligible to be drafted like after the draft like all those guys did so they're like oh we'll obviously take steve young because he's the best player in this league and the tampa bay buccaneers took him um bruce smith troy aikman orlando pace peyton manning so those are the seven the other pick that has the most hall famers pick number four oh you have dan hampton and the funny thing about this, so I'm going to read the list. Dan Hampton, Reggie White, Chris Dolman, Derek Thomas, Jonathan Ogden, Charles Woodson, Edwin James. Five of the seven are defensive players. So I feel like pick four is – is it makes a little bit of sense because you think in the top three you take like a quarterback or like a maybe a tackle or something. And I feel like four is right around the range where like the best defensive player in the draft usually goes. 
Yeah. So Reggie White may be the best defensive player of all time. Derek Thomas was so insane before he passed away. Charles Woodson won the Heisman in college as a defensive player and Hall yeah, of Fame, obviously, incredible. career he was sick. Didn't strip sack Tom Brady, though, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, so – and also at pick number four, Phillip Rivers, fourth overall pick, will probably go in the Hall of Fame. A.J. Green, maybe. Lane Johnson, maybe. Um, Sauce Gardner was a fourth overall pick. Andrew Thomas was a fourth overall pick. So good, good talent. Kind of connected for. So, hey, if we get number four, you know, good chance it's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, at least at – least, what's seven out of – seven out of 50 – what's the role are we going into, 55? Something like that, yeah. That's actually like a decently high percent, seven out yeah, of Yeah, at least they're, they're either going to be a Hall of Famer or like good. Hopefully, they're like pretty good. Uh, yeah. I'll take – I mean, hell, dude, I'll take AJ Green's career. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that'd be nice. It's good that you did a football um, fun fact of the day because I did not at at all. Um, <clears throat> I what thought you were going to do something random too, but it's it's okay. I'll um, anyways. <clears throat> so, did you know <laughs> that digging a hole to China is possible, but only if you start in Argentina? Um, Interesting. One of the most intriguing facts about Ar- Argentina is that you could dig a hole to China from there. Um, as a as a as a feat usually done by cartoon or or comic book characters traveling to China underground mm-hmm. is possible in theory, uh, but not so much in practice. Um, you know, underground conditions such as heat, pressure, and lack of oxygen are just one of few realities that make this cartoonish concept. Of, but anyways, I think that the reason why Argentina would be possible is because it's like diagonal, and we're not going through the Earth's core. Mm. You know, See, so, I was going to bring up the core. That would be tr- that'd be a tricky obstacle to overcome. But like you yeah. said, if we if we circumnavigate the core, you know, what I still don't understand is what would happen if you fell in that hole. That's to, a, to fall know. like and you know, e- even if you don't die because of lack of oxygen pressure, I don't even know how long it would take you to get to the other side of the world, right? But like, if you fell in that hole. Would you pop out on the other side, or would you just be stuck in the middle of the earth floating forever? That's a great question, and I think, I think maybe we don't use a human subject; we use like a bowling ball, perhaps with a little tracker on it. But I think I I subscribe to the theory that you would just be stuck in the middle because I I think it'd be like a like a like a pendulum swing when you jump in, you get right to the edge and then, but you don't have enough energy to get like to the yeah. other side of the hole and you just go up the lip and then you fall all the way back down yeah. to your uh, side that you jumped in on. And then it just keeps happening, but you, and you get energy. more and more energy every time. And then you're eventually just settled in the middle. But that doesn't even seem possible either. We got to do it. We got to do it. How many, I think I'm one day, man. one day, I think that there's going to be an insane time. It might not be like from Argentina to China, but like, I don't know if it's possible. It would make transportation so efficient, just driving right through the center of the Earth. So we would destroy you know, the planet. A train through the center of the Earth. We, there's a movie about that with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It was well, it wasn't about a train, but I, I think they saw like dinosaurs and stuff, but. They did go to the center of the earth. With Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Yeah. 
and uh, Peta from the Hunger Games. Okay, if I'm, not, um, if I'm not mistaken. I thought you meant like the Animal um, Protection Agency. You said Peta. Yeah, it's the <laughs> Rock Johnson Peta. There's dinosaurs there, and they're in the center of the Earth. And we need to take care of them. We can't exploit them because they have rights. Yes, be super careful. Um, yeah, no, I think we should uh, maybe maybe we should uh, investigate this matter. How many men can you gather? How many shovels do you have? To start digging. Well, first we're gonna have to get to big thing about Argentina too as well. Um, I heard that they had the best steaks in the world um, because they have so many cows there, Ooh. and they're like super cheap too. So you can go and spend like twenty bucks and get like the world's best steak. So. Not a bad gig. Another, another perk, you know, if you're digging, selling your soul, digging all day, working Always overtime hours. hours to get this uh, hole done earlier, you can just have a nice steak for dinner every night. Yeah. I can that probably get, like I mean, if we really tried, I think we could probably get like two to four other people to at least go to Argentina with us. I don't know how far we get on the hole, but we could definitely go there. Also, yeah, I don't know how far they would let us the get government on the hole. alerted that we're digging this hole. Yeah, I'm sure somebody would notice four to six men digging a really big hole. In, eventually. Eventually, you know. Who knows, though? Maybe they'd be like, what are you doing? And after we explain it, they'd be like, mm, They're just helping us out. That's all. You need some help? You need a hand? <laughs> yeah. Guys love digging holes. Have you ever been to a beach? You know that? Sure. You know, oh, you know those videos where um, people are, like, digging, like, a like a tunnel uh, on, a, on a there's like a there's like a water supply like inland and they'll like dig a tunnel for the water to travel into the ocean and then it creates this like little cove or like oh yeah or, or wake that people can uh like surf on yeah that's like a huge that's like a huge problem yeah like I, saw, I saw a video of that and then i was like this is this seems terrible for, <laughs> for whatever ecosystem there yeah but you know it's, it's, it, it looks sick I will say, like, if I don't think I would do it personally, but if I if I saw it, I would participate. I would, yeah, I'd try to surf on it. I don't know how to surf, but I think it'd be fun to try. Yeah, I just jump in it. I don't even. I'd probably get sucked out to sea. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's uh, how you like. There's no way people, unless you're nasty at surfing on those. There's no way that people can just like get off their surfboards on the sand. You know, once you're already on that wake, you've kind of destined yourself to being shot out to sea, right? Or you enter it from the original source of water and like ride down it like a skate ramp, you know? But wouldn't, wouldn't it just push you back out? Well, no, because it's, it's there's an entrance, the entrance way that's, so the water that's being pulled from the original supply, right? The little like inlet, that's traveling down the beach into the ocean. There's like a huge pulling force, right? It's like, it'd be like going down a slide or like going on a treadmill. I think there's only one way to test it. Yeah. Good point. Well, we'll we got things to do. This is exciting. We got plans. We need to get more shovels. We need more shovels. We need to go to Dennis and we're going to try it out there. (laughs) We'll assemble a shovel crew. Then we'll go to Argentina. Mayflower beach. Watch out, an environmental catastrophe is heading your way. But uh, it's going to be interesting (laughs) (laughs) what we could, like, what 
draft position we end up having, you know, whether it, we even do take a quarterback. Because if we win against the Bills or the Jets these next couple of weeks, um, there's a really there's a very real possibility where we could end up with like the seventh or eighth pick and we're taking Joe Alt. Um, which, you know, I'd security for the next 10 years on our offensive line would be great, especially if he's a stud. But it's also just not as fun. You know? It's also just not as fun. And that's the thing. It's it like the Bengals, fun. right? The Bengals took – they probably should have taken uh, Penny Sewell, but they took um, Jamar Chase, who had such a larger impact on that team. Yeah, right. and then they just got offensive tackle in free agency. They like they yeah. fixed their line through free agency. That's a way more fun thing to do. It's, yeah, it's a way more fun thing to do. And you know, who's who's to say we're not going to take a, a shot at another cornerback? We already are going to have the, one of the better safety uh, secondaries in the league next year. But say let's just double down on it. Get Kool Aid um, McKinstry. What's his last name? Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Kool Aid McKinstry. Um, cornerback out of Alabama, he'd be a fun guy to have on our team. I bet there'd be a lot of, uh, you know, he he's probably going to be a really. He's, I think he's, he'll probably have a big brand, like just like Sauce yeah. Gardner, just because yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think people who, who come out like this is his real name. His real name is Kool Aid McKittry, but like people who go like Sauce is in Ahmad, and he just goes by Sauce. Like they announced him at the draft as Sauce Gardner, and I think we need more nicknames. In the NFL, there were like there used to be such great, great nicknames in football. Calvin Johnson, Megatron, Walter Payton. Oh, I thought you were just gonna say Calvin Johnson, and I was gonna be like, "But wait, wait a second, uh, that is." <laughs> they had the uh, the Packers used to have this defensive tackle. His name was like Gilbert Gilbert something, and he like he's not like an all time great player. Like he was pretty good. But he was huge and like really strong, and his nickname was the Grave Digger. Like that's so cool. Like there's nobody like that really in the league anymore. I feel the like Fridge too. Fridge was a Fridge. Cool yeah, let me look up. Let's look up some. Some. I mean, everyone's time. nickname now is like the King. You know, LeBron's the King. King Henry. Eric Henry's the King. Yeah, I guess there's only two kings, but Sauce. Um, Sauce is a Joe, Joe Shiesty is kind of funny. I like I like Tracy. Um, All right, so Michael Irvin, the playmaker, Mean Joe Green, for Joe Green, obviously. Uh, Ed Jones was Ed Too Tall Jones because he was like six eight or six nine. Broadway Joe Namath, that's awesome. Oh, um, Cam Hayward's father was a running back on the Falcons, and his nickname was Ironhead, Ironhead Craig Hayward. And Cam Hayward's name now is Ironhead Cam Hayward. So, like, having a nickname that you pass down, that's kind of fun. Are you still here? What happened? Andrew? Where'd you go? Oh, we seem to have... um... Some technical difficulties here. We'll cut this part out.
I'm good. All right, we're back. Just had some technical difficulties that we're going to clean up in post-production. But we're talking about nicknames, and I'm going to I'm gonna read these these nicknames, Andrew, um, and you just you just give them like a like a rating from like one to ten, okay? Yeah. Gonna do that. Okay. So, um, oh wait a minute, I gotta disable my ad blocker here. Uh, you have an ad blocker? I do have an ad blocker. I don't like these ads. Don't like these ads. Okay. Uh, pause on this site. Reload. Okay. Yeah. So you you tell me. These are like the top ten ranked nicknames. Oh, this is a terrible one. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start from. Uh, we'll start from twelve because this is a good one. So. Jim Kelly, the quarterback of the Bills. Hall of Famer. They called him Jim Machine Gun Kelly. Thoughts? Um, thoughts? I think Machine Gun Kelly either stole it. He probably stole it. Honestly, he definitely stole the nickname. Well, Machine Gun Kelly, he was a gangster in the '40s in New York. Okay, so they both stole it. Um, honestly, I think it's cooler for for uh, Jim Kelly to steal it, especially because he's a football player in New York, the only real um, New York team. So mm. I think, especially because someone probably gave him that nickname too. I think that's cool. I like that. We'll give it, we'll give it like an eight, eight, eight out of 10. I don't really know the real history behind the gangster, but uh, it honestly makes me lose more respect for machine gun Kelly because he is an artist who, um, you know, yeah, I, I I know what you're saying, and I agree. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Mr. <laughs> Kelly. Um, all right, next one. Next up, Reggie White, one of the greatest defensive players of all time. He was nicknamed the Minister of Defense, which not only is the title of like a government official, but it's also it has a, a double meaning. It's a double entendre because he was a very religious man, and he was actually ordained as a Baptist minister at the age of 17. They called oh, him that's cool. the Minister of Defense. And he was on defense, right? One of the best defenses yeah, cool. of all time. Give it, give it a 10. I like that. 198 sacks in his career. Second all time. Yeah, he's one of the best all time. Yeah, Reggie White. Phenomenal Packer. Um, I'd, I'd give that one a 10. That's a, that's a cool backstory, you know. There's a, a few different meanings to it. Mm-hmm. But also, you got to think about the maybe, – maybe it's not a 10. Maybe it's a 9 or an 8 because think about how people are actually saying his nickname. You know, if if like he, if he's like walking by in the hallway or people are just like, oh, it's the minister. The minister is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a good point. And I think um, it's not really translatable outside of like referencing him, you know, like – the Minister of Defense. It's like a cool thing to like historically. It's kind of a mouthful to say all the time. Like Joe Shiesty, it's quick. Jettas. Joe Shiesty. Well, speaking on that, here's one that I'm. I maybe you didn't even know that this wasn't his real name. David Jones. You know who that is? You ever uh, heard no. of him? How about Deacon Jones? I have heard Deacon. That's his real name, David. No. Yeah, his real name is David, and he, this is cool. So, yeah. 
in the 80s, he uh, was quoted as saying, football is a violent world and Deacon has a religious connotation. I thought a name like that would be remembered. So he sort of like juxtaposed the violence of football with like religion. And he was, yeah, I mean, it's true. It was remembered. And he 14 time uh, pro bowler. He's, he had a crazy, crazy career. That that's a, I like that one a lot. What do you think? That's yeah, a, that's a cool nickname. It definitely does. Like when you, it, did, it definitely does stick to you. Like when you hear um, names of like some of the, the late great football players of all time, like it's definitely one of the ones that, that sticks out. Mm-hmm. If we were to go down the list of them. Yeah, I agree. Like I, Deacon Jones, Troy Aikman, Barry Sanders, just like Deion Sanders, like cool, cool names. Deion, you mentioned Deion Sanders. How about primetime? Shout out Primetime Productions. Shout out Primetime Productions. Automatic 10. <laughs> Automatic 10. 10 out of 10. Um, a few other ones, just a lightning round. We have The Fridge for William Perry. Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch. I, yeah, Beast um, Mode was honestly such a sick nickname too. It was like right at the hype of – right at not the hype. It was like iPhones came out in 2008. From there, people slowly started getting on the internet and like Instagram and all that. And I feel like 2014 was like one of the first years that people really knew what they were doing on social media. And Mm. the hype from Beast Mode and that Seattle team was like so sick to see like posts on back then. And plus, like he he kind of took the internet by storm because he had the whole like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. And he um, liked Skittles. So it was a really weird combination of a player to like see that side of their personality. So a huge, huge fan base for mm-hmm. Marshall yeah. Lynch. Beast mode. Beast mode is certainly is like a marketing tool is huge. Um I love Megatron. I think that fits Calvin Johnson perfectly because he's just a gigantic human. And it gives I think it's cool when players have like an ominous nickname too and it's like dangerous you know like megatron was the bad guy and calvin johnson was like bad news if you were playing against him um there's so many good ones sweetness for walter payton i think is one of the best Um, really i think that one's kind of lame i think it's cool because he like it described he was just so like he's such a like beautiful runner you know like it was so smooth and it was like poetry to watch he, but he would also like just run you over, too. Um, I think I, I love it. It's it's quick. It's a one liner. Um, you have the bus for Jerome Bettis, which was he just ran people over. Uh, night train lane. I think that one's similar to like Megatron, where it's like night train. Night train. What about day train? Yeah, night. The night is dark and full of terrors. You know. Yeah. We need nicknames. Bring nicknames back. I don't want. I mean, what, what kind of nicknames would work for this team? We had Kung, Kung Fu Kenny. I don't know how that one really that's works. Just, like, is well, it that's boring, right? But like, yeah. where, where did Kung Fu come from? And... Kung, well, I started saying that because um, it's a Kendrick Lamar song. He's like Kung Fu Kenny now, Shimia Shimia. So I just Kendrick Lamar. So he calls himself Kung Fu Kenny. 
And so I just oh. started calling Kendrick Bourne Kung Fu Kenny. Okay, I actually genuinely thought that, that was like a real thing that people were saying. I, no, that's just <laughs> I something I say. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just something I say. But oh, yeah, but if you heard it, you'd like you'd like it though. Yeah, it's a it's a cool nickname. I like Kung Fu Kenny. Um, yeah, that's cool. Let's see. Um, Steve, we just call Ramondre Stevenson Steve, which is I mean it's not really it's not a good nickname, but I guess it is a nickname. Zappy probably just gets called, get called Zappy. Um, yeah. Uh, we, he could have a cool nickname, like if he was good. Like there's there's a lot of potential there. You call him like Zeus or like Zap Chucker. Chucker. <laughs> <Chalker. laughs> um, Judon. Judon seems like somebody who should have a nickname. He really doesn't though. I you know he's so Red dominant. Sleeves. They call him Red Sleeves. That like yeah, that's like a thing. That's not a great nickname. Um. Yeah. High Tower seems like he could have had a really cool nickname. They called him Boom Tower for a while. Yeah, if his if Boom Tower is cool. What about like, I, I mean, yeah, Boom Tower is a cool nickname. But like nobody really like. I feel like we just don't have like the guy to have a cool nickname. I mean, Brady didn't really have a nickname. It's just his name. I think maybe it just works with some people and doesn't work. He he um, actually has on Pro Football Reference. You know how uh, they have. They have a page for every player, and they also they record nicknames that like they have been called before. And Brady's is really funny because half of these I've never heard. Um, so Tom Brady, and then they have in parentheses they have TP12. Heard of that? Yeah, sure. That's a bad. That's just like a brand, though. That's not. Like yeah, a- I, I hate when players go by like their initials and like the, their number. You know? Yeah, that's stupid. I think Jenna's is a cool nickname right now. What what is it? Jettas. I like Jettas. Yeah, Jettas is cool because it's his name, but it's like a different variation of his name. Jettas is cool. TB12 is stupid. Who like who? Well, like what person actually just casually walked by and was like, "Hey, yo, TB12." I'm sure it actually probably has happened. probably a lot of people. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It's like his brand. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's weird. He's a company. We have uh, we have Tom Terrific, which I've heard a few times. Um, like that one's like state. a lame good one though you know yeah it's like cringy it's like here it's like a it's like what you would think like your super like white nerdy neighbor would say like oh you see did you see tom terrific this week yeah like a 1940s press yeah. conference or something tom terrific coming in <laughs> touchdown tommy, tom. terrific today what a great throw from tommy terrific <laughs> He does uh, it again. Here. <laughs> You've seen it here. Tommy first. Terrific out of the University of Michigan. Oh, boy. Gee whiz. <laughs> uh, they have Touchdown Tom. That's same thing. Like, eh. Stupid. Uh, the Goat, which is cool. It's a pretty good uh, one. Uh, now, you tell Everyone's, me anybody the else. The about the Goat is like everyone is the Goat these days. They're like, oh, this guy's the Goat. Oh, no, he's the Goat. He's the yeah, goat. I hate that. Goat. It's like. The goat is like a superlative. Like only one person should be allowed to have that title, at least like per position, right? Sure, you can do it like per position, but uh, when people say like, "Oh, he's one of the goats," it's like, no, there's not. You can't be. You can't do that. There's only one. I did, I don't like when people say that. But uh, the Pharaoh. Never, what have you ever heard anybody call Tom Brady the Pharaoh? No. <laughs> Why? Like, I wonder, do you know the backstory for it? Not a clue. No, it just says it. Pharaoh. Um, 
the uh, comeback kid, which is interesting because he played until he was 45. Uh, and then Sir. <laughs> Imagine him getting to the point. Of, I mean, he. I bet you um, right at that peak of that 2008 season-ish, maybe, maybe it was a little bit later, um, whenever the clip of him trying to high-five people on the sideline is. Oh, that was that, way after that. That was, that was, that was, that was like also the era when he started calling people. He, he started going to people and they were like, you have to call me sir. Like that was that was probably the same time people just lost complete respect for him, but he's like, "All right, maybe that's not a good idea." But sir, what, what, who, like, really? Wait, is like that, that something that actually idea. happened, or are you just making that up? That happened, like you, you know, you've never seen that clip of Tom Brady walking around like this, trying to high five people on the sideline, and no one high fives him, and they just walk right past him. No, I've seen that, but the thing about him having people call him sir, is that real? I made that up. I, I oh, okay. I was gonna say I don't know that. Like that clip was really funny. Lamb, though. That clip was really funny. I think they were just like he was probably just being like a goofy, goofy ass guy and like come on, come on. And it was like, no, Tom. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you right now. Uh, but that was like that was like 2013 or 2014, I feel like that was later. Um but yeah, he's he's got a lot of nicknames. Uh, I like Peyton Manning has a good nickname, Sheriff. I think that's cool because he was a he was a Colt, which is like a cowboy almost, like adjacent. Yeah. You know. That's a good, name. Name, a good one. But I don't know. I mean, you bring back the good nicknames, man. Like, they, why doesn't like Travis Kelsey should have a nickname? Be good, you know. Someone's gonna make make a good nickname for it to be a good nickname. Yeah, I feel like people just are like they feel too cool to have nicknames now, you know. Well, I think it's people don't make their own nicknames. You got to make it for someone else. Yeah. Maybe. What's the last? I I like when like teams have nicknames, like the Legion of Boom. Like that's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Or like uh, the Fearsome Foursome, or the Purple People Eaters. You know, for like the the Rams or the Vikings. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's got to be the greatest show on turf, or like the uh, Air Coreal offense. Yeah, nobody has. Come on, guys, we got to do better. We got to do better. And we got to help them out. We got to make some cool nicknames. Next next week, we're gonna have five nicknames each to give uh, to to talk about for for players. That's a good idea. This is a good for just the Patriots. For just the Patriots, we're gonna go through each each offense and defense. I'll do defense. You do offense. And we're okay, gonna make, we're gonna make nicknames for five people. Okay, I like that idea. Can we do? Can we do? We each get like a few of each because the offense sucks. I don't want to have to do. No, you could have Chad Ryland, Ed Bryce Berenger. I'll give you special teams. <laughs> Chad Ryland's the uh, the ghost because he's a he's a dead man walking because he only shows up when he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that's a good idea though. We'll make some nicknames. We'll come back and. Fire him off. That's a good yeah. idea. But next week we have the Bills, and we have not been able to take down the Bills until we had a, a former quarterback on this team. Former? I don't know. Maybe we'll call him that. Since Mac Jones played, and that was the last good game Mac Jones has played. So if Bailey Zappi isn't up to par, will we make a mid-game switch and give Mac another chance? Probably not. Who knows? Guess that's. To be seen, something that we'll only be able to see next week, and something that we'll discuss 
next week on the podcast. Yes. See you next time.